Daily Podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at the church, and we're glad to have you join us. Today I'm going to read a passage from Matthew 7, the words of Jesus, and then we'll pray and spend just a little bit of time together looking for uh, comfort and encouragement in the Word of God. First, let's read. Jesus says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, we ask you to help us to hear from Jesus today. God, help us to find our own story, to look at the, the structure of our own lives in light of this teaching of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that we would uh, build well, repair wisely, God, as we seek to live in alignment with your word spoken over us, your, your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I, I love the imagery and the teachings of Jesus, specifically these more parabolic teachings where Jesus uses a, a picture of a home and uh, or two homes rather in a, a storm to help us to think about our lives. There, there's something great about that indirection, I think, that helps us see things with uh, fresh clarity and insight. So today, I'm going to essentially highlight a few of the big movements in in this passage and then try to unpack each of them with an eye toward helping us understand. So let, let's jump right in. The first thing I think Jesus is trying to get all of us to see is that every single one of us is building a house. Every human uh, is forming a structure within which they live. And this truth brings to mind a quote that I heard once from one of my heroes, Dallas Willard, where he said, everyone has a spiritual formation. Uh, everyone. Some are just good and some are not. Some are on purpose and some are not. Um, this is essentially what Jesus is saying. Every one of us, whether we admit it or not, or whether we're trying to build a good one or a bad one, every one of us is actually uh, crafting a space within which we live. Uh, you have to live within the structure of the life you build. That is a simple fact. The second thing I think Jesus is inviting us to admit as a simple fact is this. Not only is everyone building a house, but storms come into every life. Jesus is very particular about his use of words here when he speaks of storms. He, he actually says the same thing essentially twice. Once to say, this happened to the house built on, on good ground, and this happened to the house built on bad ground. So let's hear Jesus. He uses three words to describe the storms that come into every life. Uh, rain, flood water, and wind. And I think it would be wise for us to consider those three elements because Jesus actually does go to some pains to, to say these three things happen to every life, both whether it's a good life or a bad life, a, a life built well on, on a rock, on a solid place, or a life that's not. So if we're going to consider storms coming into every life, I think we need to consider that rain comes into every life. And I think the best way to understand rain in this context is just temporal circumstances that uh, in and of themselves are not going to ruin your life. But they seem to pop up out of nowhere and can create distress and a lack of comfort. So I think a rain is indicative of just a moment in time, a set of circumstances that arise out of nowhere that are somewhat short-lived, 
that are uncomfortable, but not likely to pull the structure of your life down. What rain reveals are roof leaks and mildew issues. Rain rarely brings a house down unless it reaches the second stage, which we'll sit with in a minute. Uh, rain is the annoying thing that happens that reveals a response in your life that you know you need to work on. So rain could be an argument. Rain, rain could be uh, a tough day at work or a, a negative conversation with someone you care about or an awkward interaction, uh, a bad meal. Like those things are rain. And sometimes they reveal something in us that we need to tend to. But rain in of itself will typically not bring the life that you've built down but that leads us to the second thing, floodwaters. So floodwaters would be the cumulative effect of lots of rain. So a lot of things that in and of themselves would not hurt you, when they add up, sometimes they do threaten to knock you off your mark, to remove the structure of your life from its foundation. Floodwaters are, I think, the cumulative effect of isolated storms. Floodwaters are much more dangerous due to their cumulative nature than just a simple rainstorm. Floodwaters tend to sweep things away. And so when we feel that things in our life are starting to sweep us away or knock us way off of our feet, uh, that's actually representative of something that's truly dangerous. And Jesus says that threat comes into every single life, good ones, bad ones, everybody has the threat of floodwaters. So if you've ever lived in a house or been in a place where floodwaters were rising, you can just watch them rise. And there's a sense of like helplessness and even inevitability um, about the floodwater itself. You, you can sandbag, you can do your best, but man, floodwaters are pretty much going to do what they're going to do. Jesus said that comes into your life. Uh, occasionally, all of us experience a sustained cumulative effect of tough circumstances that will ultimately cause some destruction and pain in our lives, no matter what we try to do about it. Many of us are facing, I think right now, floodwaters. Uh, what felt like a doable thing a couple of months ago is now reaching critical mass. Your bank account, your uh, worries about isolation. Um, this COVID-19 crisis at this point is representing a kind of emerging, increasing floodwater. So what do you do when you see the floodwaters rising? Well, before Jesus gets to that, um, he tells us that there's also wind. In addition to rain and flood, wind is another element of, of adversity. And this is interesting because Jesus describes wind, this kind of adversarial force that, that almost in Jesus's words targets the house in a way that rain and flood don't. Rain and flood are kind of general cumulative, but the wind here, Jesus actually says that it beats against the house. It's interesting that he uses that language around the wind, not even in a way that's similar to the rain and, and, the, and the flood. So I tend to think of um, wind as looking at the things in my life that where it seems like something or someone kind of has it out for me. Uh, wind is, uh, I think, something here that represents more than just general accumulated hardship and difficulty. Wind represents that which pushes against my intimate space, the structure of my life, uh, maybe gossip or uh, someone trying to undermine you or a, a personal difficulty, like a struggle with a particular sin. That would be wind. The loss of a job, the loss of relational peace, uh, the loss of reputation, um, some kind of besetting thing that happens that feels very personal. That's wind. And wind can break up the, the structure, the kind of lateral structure of a life. And a lot of us know what that feels like. Just something is buffeting against me, beating me down. I can't withstand it. So Jesus says effectively, um, 
everyone's building a house and storms, which are comprised of rain, floodwaters, and wind come into every life. The third thing that I think this story is meant to teach us is this, the quality of the structure of your life is revealed when storms come. Let me say it again. The quality of your life, the structure that is your life will be revealed when storms come into your life. So the elements of adversity, they happen to everyone. And I'll say it again. Every one of us experience rain, floods, and wind. All of us. Good people and bad people. Prepared people, unprepared people. Trouble is not a sign of goodness or badness. I'm so thankful, actually, that Jesus makes this point so clear. Otherwise, I might tend to believe that when bad things happen to me, it's because I'm doing something bad or worse. (laughs) I might believe that when bad things happen to you, it might be because you're bad. But what we see here is that storms are not a respecter of people. They just come and everybody has to deal with them. But this is what Jesus is saying. And y'all, we have to hear this. My response to those storms, those storms that don't respect uh, people, they just happen. My response and yours to storms, whether, whether we endure the storm or not, that does say something about us and the way that we build our lives. So the quality of the kind of life that you and I are building, that quality is manifested in and through our long-term response to suffering and and pain. Now, I want to qualify that by saying all of us uh, lose our minds and act the part of a fool sometimes in the short term. But when we think about our long-term response to suffering, uh, the way that you respond over an extended period of time discounting your moments where you lose your mind, right? And you act and say things that are terribly sinful and not not appropriate, which we all do. Jesus is saying essentially how you weather the protracted storm does tell you something about your life. So trouble's going to come. Trouble is no fun for any of us, but some of us endure and some of us don't. And the crashing down, the lack of enduring is not inevitable, Uh, Regardless of how you feel in a moment, I believe that it's possible to build a quality of life in the Lord that will endure uh, difficulty. Viktor Frankl, one of my favorite thinkers in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, borrowed from Nietzsche when he said, those who have a why, a purpose to live, can bear with almost any how or circumstance. I believe if we'll allow it, suffering is able to make us deeper. Uh, Suffering, according to David Brooks, is able to carve out, if I'll let it, a deep place within me, make me a deeper person. And in this sense, I think the experience of adversity is able to actually teach us things about the structure of our lives. Like, where's my roof leaking? Where am I uh, under threat of being knocked off my foundation, being literally swept away? Where do things appear shaky? All of that, I think, is an invitation to continue to put the construction project of your life before God. This is not just a once and done thing. We're building the Bible tells us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, which means you you are saved and you're being saved. Both of those things are true. There was a moment uh, of coming to the Lord, and then there's a continual coming to the Lord that happens throughout our lives. And I think this is where Jesus wants to, to end it. Um, we build our life and repair, modify our life. Um, through learning to hear and act on the words of Jesus. And so that's the overarching thing Jesus is trying to get us to see, that both my building and my continual building happens when I learn to hear and then act, obey uh, Jesus or not. If I don't listen, if I don't carve out space to listen and to obey, I'm building. I'm just building on something soft that is not going to withstand. 
But if I listen and I, I obey, uh, if I tend to Jesus, then I'm able to withstand, increasingly withstand difficulty and adversity. So I would just ask you this question. I think this is the one in front of all of us right now. How are things going? How is and what is the COVID-19 crisis or whatever other kind of crisis? Maybe your crisis is just the people you're hanging out with or the sense of isolation you feel in the midst of this season. What are What is that adversity revealing in you? I believe the Lord would have us to really ask questions. Where are the roof leaks? Where are the challenges? And then we begin to tend to it. How do I tend to hearing? I quiet my heart. I take Sabbath. I read. I pray. I engage in spiritual practices. I worship. And then I obey when I move from passive faith to deep faith, when I repent of my sins and I keep short accounts with people, when I act through service and fidelity to God. The Lord wants us ultimately to be the kinds of people who build and maintain the structure of our lives as we connect to Jesus and look at the adversity of life as an inevitable thing that can actually teach us how to grow and keep us closer to the Lord. So I put those things in front of you for your consideration. Um, May God go in front of you. May he continue to see you through the storm of life. And I pray that you would find grace for today. In Jesus' name, amen.